It's time to place your bets. Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's time to turn the page already from week three to week four. And maybe you had some bad beats. Maybe you feel like that guy who had that ball punted up his rear end after week three, but that's okay. We are here to help you move on. And hopefully y'all had a good week of football. It's me, Joey P. Joe P's up here with me today is of course, Matt and Pat, Pat Fitzmorris, uh, the Fitzmagic himself. And of course, Matthew Friedman here to break down what we're looking for and try to get a jump on some of the early lines. And if you listened last week to the show, you got some good jumps, you got some good leaps and you did some good things. Unfortunately, Friedman, there were some things that maybe did not go as a lot of us thought they would, but heck, that's why they play the game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, you know, I'm happy to say I was right that he actually would play the game. That was about the only thing I got (laughs) right about that game. Uh, But, you know, it's nice to say that, like, even, like, this this felt like a bad week, and it was still a break-even week. So I'm just happy that that's what the bad weeks have been this season, like, breaking even. That's a step up on where I was last season. And I think the weirdest part, Pat, is some of the things that seemed like the chalkiest of the chalk have really gone the other direction. And look, we've seen that in certain seasons in the past, but it makes it more difficult, I feel like, when you see these things happen early in the season to really get a good beat on teams. Usually by week four, we have a pretty good handle. I still feel like we're grasping for it right now. I kind of feel the same way, Joe, uh, trying to, to figure out who exactly is good and who's just posing as good. Um, <laughs> right. That's so, a very yeah. good way of putting it. <laughs> Yeah. And um, like maybe the dust will start to settle on that. But then again, like maybe while we have pretty firm ideas of teams values or at least opinions and maybe, uh, you know, the, the market is still a little uncertain, that might give us some opportunities. All right. Hopefully you can find more opportunities over at bettingpros.com. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel here at Betting Pros. Click that little bell for notifications because we've got the live streams going. we got the podcasts on here. we got everything for all of your betting needs. And also, Sleeper's got you as well because right now they've got that over-under contest going on there at Sleeper, which is super fun. I have a lot of my leagues. In fact, most of my leagues are on Sleeper. But they've got some other games you can play too, including this over-under. So in any sport, you choose two or more players you like. You pick from the over-under. For example, rushing yards in a football game, total points in a basketball game. Then you choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times your money. That's pretty good where I come from. So go check out this over under game right now on sleeper and make sure when you sign up, you use that promo code betting pros. That's one word betting pros. And you get that deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, that's over at sleeper.app slash betting pros sleeper.app slash betting pros. And don't forget use a promo code betting pros, get you all set up. So let's get you all set up for uh, week four in the NFL. We are already here. We've got international games as well, which is always super fun. I love the love the London games. I love the football in the morning. It's great. Not that I get to see it because I'm working, but it's, it's a fun idea. Uh, Miami at Cincinnati. So here we go. The Cincinnati Bengals finally did get on the board with a W yesterday against the Jets. The Miami Dolphins are unstoppable. They are a juggernaut, as we know now, as they continue to slay one giant after the other. Uh, Friedman, this early line is two and a half on the Cincinnati side. Uh, they are favored at home, but only slightly here. The number's 48. Any early love for this contest? 
Yeah, this has already moved to three across the markets. The early line was two and a half. It moved pretty quickly to three. I put it in the uh, the betting pros bet tracker at two and a half. I have this lined exactly at three. And this doesn't really even take into account the possibility that, you know, there are issues with Tua Tagovailoa, whether it's, you know, a concussion, neck, back, whatever it is, uh, you know, possibility that on short week, he doesn't play. So uh, if, you know, if you're... Leaning towards Cincy, I think there's probably still a little bit of value at three, but not nearly the value that there was at two and a half. The Dolphins seem like they have a little bit of magic here. If Tua is healthy enough to go here, Pat, do you think this magic might continue for them? And is it is it wise to maybe jump in on the money line here at plus 120 or plus 110, some other spots? Yeah, I'm uh, going to open the show, Joe, by disagreeing with Friedman. Like, I nice. don't know if there is uh, value there. I, I kind of feel like Miami's not getting enough credit for what they've done the last couple of weeks with the impressive win in Baltimore and then surviving the butt punt yesterday and still managing to knock off the bills at home. Um, like I, as unimpressive as the Bengals have been, and they even struggled a little bit to put away the jets yesterday, even though the jets repeatedly shot themselves in the foot in that game. Um, like I have not been impressed at all by the Bengals, and I've been very impressed by the Dolphins. So I'm a little surprised the line is what it is. Uh, I thought maybe it would be more like uh, Bengals by two or, or possibly even one and a half. So I'm inclined to, to jump on the early line here and take the Dolphins and maybe on the money line, as you mentioned, Joe. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at the money line right now. You get plus 130 right now on that one. So I like it. Even better than I thought it might be. Uh, Minnesota. Here's, here's the one. Okay. Here's the one thing I will say to Fitz's point. I don't really disagree with what he said, but if you are on the Miami side, I think you'd maybe want to wait because this line might continue to move based on if there's any point. negative news on Tua and based on the early line movement we've already seen. So I can totally see liking Miami, but I would maybe wait. Yeah, Friedman's right. I mean, we have to get a clean bill of health onto it, and hopefully we get that today, Monday, and don't have to wait on that. But if, assuming Tua is good to go, um, if there's any ambiguity, then hold off. What happened? We started off debating, and now everyone's, like, agreeing I with know, each other right after I one know. game. But that is so nice. I mean, really. I thought we were going to have a really hot show this morning. Guns a-blazing. Nope, <laughs> everything's back in the holster already. Let's go to jolly old England for the New Orleans Saints hosting quote unquote the minnesota vikings now the vikings are two and a half point favorites in this one after new orleans laid an egg in carolina <laughs> uh the over under on this number is 44 if you like the new orleans upset it's plus 118 just outright for them so pat all these games are always tricky because of the travel because of what's going on here also new orleans certainly a team that's had their share of injuries as well uh what are your thoughts early on on this contest it's probably going to be a stay away for me, Joe, um, mm -hmm. in, in picking this one early. I had Vikings minus two and a half, and it looks like it's right on there. And I was like within a half a point of the total. So um, and and two kind of hard to peg teams right now. The Vikings have sort of been all over the place in the opening weeks. Um, the Saints, like I, I have a lot of respect for their defense. Their offense can be pretty unsightly. And, uh, you know, you you get the good relatively low Jameis Winston turnover game. And, uh, you know, they're probably going to surprise you and put together a good performance. But if you get the, uh, the YOLO Jameis, the Saints can lose by 20. Uh, and we've seen a lot of the YOLO Jameis. I think he's got five interceptions in the season and they've all been in the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, this one uh, is, is probably, it feels like the line is just right and I'm probably not going to touch it. 
but I will I will look for the always important telltales, Joe, of who travels to London when. Yeah, I mean that is it. All these variables, Friedman. Uh, is there worth anything to something early? And jumping on one side of this game because whenever you have so many outcomes to me this is always a game that i would run away from but is there something you see in this one that might be more interesting yeah i have this about where uh the market is i see maybe like a quarter of a point of value on new orleans but the thing is they are so injured uh you know quarterback Jameis winston has literally a broken back uh wide receiver michael thomas left with a foot injury jarvis landry has an ankle injury uh you know, backup wide receiver Traquan Smith left with a concussion. Left guard Andrews Pete left with a concussion. Safety Marcus May didn't play. Tight end Taysom Hill didn't play. Like, they are significantly injured, and they have a big travel going to London. And, you know, so as Pat said, let's pay attention to who travels. Uh, I doubt all of those guys make the trip. So even though I, I show slight value on New Orleans right now, like I'm not at all buying that. Uh, so I'm, I'm staying away from this game entirely. Feels right to me. Stay away. Feels definitely right. Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons at home against the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland uh, made a statement on Thursday night or so I've been told. They are two and a half point uh, favorites on the road in Atlanta. 46 and a half is the number here. Now, Atlanta showing some signs of life in that game. Also, some signs of being Atlanta in that game as well. Uh, Friedman, when you look at this one, do you think that there's any chance here where Atlanta can upset Cleveland? Or do you think that Cleveland just kind of got back on track Thursday night? The extra time to prepare is going to help them in this contest. No, I'm I'm interested in Atlanta, and uh, so I I was kind of eyeballing last night the plus three that's in the market, and you can still find that at a few books. Uh, Bet MGM has it, FanDuel has it, uh, and I I might end up betting that one pretty quickly. Uh, I'm also interested in over. 46 and a half, I believe is the, uh, the number in the market. Cause I think both of these teams can put up points. Like I've been impressed by Atlanta's offense and Atlanta's defense, uh, isn't a good unit. And I'll say like the, uh, the Browns defense also isn't the unit that I thought it would be. And their offense has been more efficient than I would have anticipated with Jacoby Brissett. So if I'm looking anywhere in this, it might be more the over, but I'm still pretty impressed with Atlanta. And like with this number at three, I think it should be closer to like one and a half, 1.75. So I see some slight value on Atlanta, given that there is still a three in the market. Pat, do you see the value in Atlanta or in the over under in this contest? Yeah, I totally agree with Friedman on this one. And I like to look at these before I look at any of the uh, power rankings like Massey, Peabody, Football Outsiders, any of that stuff. I always like to just do my gut take on what I think the line should be. And I had this one as about a pick em. And to see the Browns as a, a three-point road favorite, like Atlanta has been pretty plucky so far. And by no means <laughs> am I putting them into the category of good team yet. But um, they've been scrappy. And I, I just... Like maybe is the uh, the market is buying into the competence uh, Jacoby Brissett's notion that we uh, were given last Thursday that he's like a decent, respectable starting quarterback because I'm not really buying that notion, Joe. Um, like you know, I, I seems like don't... a heck of a nice guy though. He, just, he does like, seem like a nice guy. That's, that's, uh, that's what we're getting. Like people really like him. It seems like his teammates really like him. It seems like he's a very, you know, he's a good leader, uh, even though he might have some deficits there. But are we giving the Falcons too much credit based on maybe some of their opponents we've seen them go against this year too? Yeah, I mean, going against I, Seattle and, and that still was not a, a, that game wasn't exactly a romp for them. 
Right, right. They have, uh, you know, played two weakish opponents. And uh, yeah, I guess we can't even really lump the Saints in as a strong opponent yet. So um, maybe that's the case. Uh, but I don't know. I just like I don't see Cleveland as being the sort of team that should be a three point road favorite against pretty much anyone. Well, maybe a couple of teams, but. Yeah, I just bet this while Pat was talking. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you bet, Mr. Friedman? Uh, yeah, Atlanta plus three. He said Pat's on it, so now I'm going to bet the Browns. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's go to Buffalo at Baltimore. Uh, Buffalo on the road is still three-point favorites in this one. Now, certainly they've had a lot of injuries on defense. Micah Hyde after the year. Poyer was out last week. Oliver out last week. Uh, clear is some issues there, although, you know, at times the defense did show up regardless of all those missing pieces. But now they're to contend with Lamar Jackson, who has been an absolute handful so far this year. I mean, the guy's just throwing for tons of yards. He's rushing all over the place. The number for this one is 53 and a half. If you like Baltimore for the upset, it's plus 140 on the money line. Pat, you know, it feels like last week was obviously, a, or should I say even just yesterday was a huge disappointment for those Buffalo Bills. But I don't want to knock the Bills too much. However, this matchup scares me a little bit for them at this current state of their defense because Lamar is that special talent, and he could be a handful in this game. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate for the Bills that they have to go up against, um, you know, some some pretty good passing attacks right after losing Micah Hyde, and and who knows if they're going to have Jordan Poyer for this. Uh, you know, not having those terrific safeties is a big problem for them. But um, it's interesting to see this game pegged as a, a shootout now. Mm. We thought these were going to be two pretty good defenses going into the season. I'd, uh, you know, back in the first week of September, if you told me the total on this one was going to be 53 and a half, I, I would have grabbed the under in a heartbeat. But um, now it seems about right to me. And I'm not sure I really see any value on either side here. Friedman, we've seen some of these games so far. I mean, even yesterday, it felt like it was going to be more of a, a shootout, and that certainly did not come to fruition. That one is this another game that potentially could underwhelm in terms of total? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking pretty hard about the under here. I I believe this number opened at 55, and it has been bet down pretty quickly to 53 mm -hmm. and a half. And uh, you know, you can I think kind of see the reason why Baltimore at its core wants to be a running team and against a really wounded uh, Buffalo defense, I think they could be able to run the ball, especially since, I mean, Buffalo, they played so many plays on, uh, I mean, like in the heat in Miami, it's their second week in a row on the road, three of four on the road. Um, I, I think that this is a, it's a spot where if you want Baltimore, I can definitely see it. But uh, I think I might be more inclined to to take the under here. I haven't I haven't bet it, but I'm I'm looking at it. That's the way I'm leaning if I'm going to take something on this game. Nothing would please me more if we actually got an, an over on a game that looked like it was going to be a fun shootout because these games that are not playing up to their <laughs> responsibilities that's what, they're not playing up to their responsibilities are really killing me in DFS. I'm really upset. I'm not happy about it. I want this one to come to fruition, but it seems like the trend early on this year they are not living up to expectations some of these games so yeah. and some of the other ones where you think that they're going to be lackluster those are the ones that end up getting some better totals uh, here's Washington, sorry here's one more thing to, to mention about this game uh that i think leans towards baltimore and towards the under here you know quarterback josh allen uh he's dealing with a hand injury it's probably not 
anything severe enough to you know keep him out of the game but it is the kind of thing that i think could limit his ability to throw uh so that is something to keep in mind and then yeah all of the injuries uh that <laughs> that buffalo is dealing with yeah. center mitch morse is also out uh you, you, with an elbow you mentioned injury. the uh the wounded buffalo is, is this uh, which is not just a dances with wolves name uh it, i want to know are you possibly watching this market very carefully in the Super Bowl and playoff market and all those other things for Buffalo too, because if they lose a couple games here, you might get some better odds on them in the next few weeks. Is that a time to maybe jump in into the Buffalo pile? Cause they were a heavy favorite coming into the year. And if they slip back to the pack, this is a great time, a very opportunistic time to go ahead and start putting some money on them in long-term bets. Yeah, that's an interesting question because I don't think their long-term uh, upside is diminished at all. I mean, they Me are either. without safety, Micah Hyde, but they will get back cornerback Tredavious White seemingly you know, uh, within a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. So I think they will still be a very good team. It looks like cornerback Dane Jackson, he's not dealing with a long-term injury with the head and neck. So I, yeah, I think that they will end up long-term being healthy. It's just in the short term, they are decimated. Yeah, I think that long-term outlook for the Bills, I agree, kind of stays the same. But you and I both know sometimes the market likes to react or overreact or people start to sour on a team after a couple straight losses. And remember, it's a long season. The teams that look really good in the first six weeks are not always the team that looks so good in the last six weeks of the season. So uh, don't lose hope, Buffalo Bills fans. Circle the wagons. That's what you do. Circle the wagons. The Dallas Cowboys will see tonight on Monday Night Football, uh, and they will be taking on the Giants. But next week, they're going to be taking on the Washington Commanders. The Dallas Cowboys are three-point favorites at home right now in this one. I know without seeing what they do this week and another week of Cooper Rush, it's kind of tough to gauge this game. 42.5 is the over-under uh pat we'll start with you on this one you know washington kind of you know had its washington moment yesterday and carson wentz as we had been talking about on numerous podcasts last week on the fantasy pro side look the totals have been there the numbers have been there but some of the play hasn't been we saw that can he get back on track here against the cowboys defense I don't think so. Uh, we saw Carson Wentz turn into a pumpkin uh, mm-hmm. in week three. Just and... in time for fall. Just in yeah, time exactly. for spice latte Just... season. Perfect. <laughs> and now he faces a really good defense with Dallas. Like we've seen, um, yeah, last year Dallas forced a lot of turnovers, but we wondered if as far as just, oh, I don't know, the infrastructure, whether it was actually a very good defense. And I, I think now it, it is a really good defense. And Micah Parsons is, is one of the most impactful mm-hmm. players in the NFL. Um, so, like, just on that defense alone, like, if, if Cooper Rush can just game manage this, um, I, I like Dallas to win this game handily, and I think they should be more like a four-point favorite. So I, I like Dallas here. How about you, Freeman? Do you also like Dallas in this game at home? Yeah, I mean, I have I'm showing slight value on Washington, but there's no way that I'm betting it uh, in part because we haven't seen Dallas play. And I also feel that I probably haven't adjusted Washington down aggressively enough in my power ratings. Like, I don't want to overreact, but like, I just know like there's a chance I'm not low enough on Washington. You know, it's funny, Michael Parsons, I think I locked in at 10 to 1 over on the FanDuel Sportsbook earlier this year for Defensive Player of the Year. He is now down to 3.5 to 1. Wow. Is this the last time to get in on the Michael Parsons market? That's too low, I think, for any, uh, you know, defensive player of the year award joe i mean i but look at some of the look at some of the guys he's you know i love 10 to 1 too but i'm just looking at the rest of the guys and some of the injuries they've had 
and some of the age on some of these players and TJ Watt missing a bunch of weeks. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, this might be a smaller market than we realize on this one. I know. I just, I always need a generous price on those props because I anything that depends on the stupidity of voters, um, like that, <laughs> it always makes me nervous, man. See, so I, I count like, on the stupidity of voters. That's why I love the awards market because I like to play it like the stocks because you know how things are ebbing and flowing and you can get in and out of stuff, especially at some sports books where you could cash out and then reinvest in some other players, which is always a, a fascinating thing to be able to do. Uh, let's get to the next one here. Oh, you know, poor Dan Campbell. Poor, you know, I, I feel for that guy. I just want Dan Campbell to be happy once in a while. They are around one and two. They are six-point favorites, though, at home this coming week in week four against the Seattle Seahawks. The number for this game is 50. Matthew Friedman, uh, Detroit had this game right kind of in their palm and let it get away last week. Can they rebound from that and take it to Seattle? Or is this number of six a little too large? Uh, I have this at five and a half. I actually bet it uh, in the look ahead market at five and a half. Uh, I like the over for this game. I, I bet it early last night when lines came out at 48 and a half. Um, but, you know, I, I think this is a shootout game right here because both defenses are really bad. Seattle is actually looking better on offense than we would have anticipated. They're letting Geno Smith throw a little bit more. He's got two mm -hmm. really good wide receivers and Detroit secondary is not good. Uh, and uh, on offense, we've seen what they can do. Like they can they can score with the best of them. All right. So, Pat, is this the one that lives up to the hype? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to... <laughs> That's a uh, long pause, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Seattle, Detroit living up to the hype, Joe. I mean, think about what you're saying for a second. Oh, I think well. you sort of threw me for a, a well, minute. Well, um, let me put it this way. <laughs> Not the hype of expectations of it being a good football game, but a, a total that would be pleasant to all of us, especially from the fantasy and wagering community of you're looking for a, a big game out of these two because the defenses aren't that great and you actually get what you are anticipating for a change. Yeah, Friedman is is right. I'm way too low on my projected total. Uh, you know, I'm like more than a point underneath. And he's right. Neither of these teams can play defense. And, uh, you know, they both have very surprisingly competent offenses. Maybe not such a surprise for the Lions, but I think it is a surprise for Seattle that they've looked as good as they have so far. Um, and by the way, Joe, Dan Campbell, no one to blame but himself. Uh, of the three available options, punt and pin them deep, go for it, and try a 54-yard field goal. He did one take was, the worst of the three. <laughs> one was clearly the most stupid option. And Three-card Monty's not his game. Let's no, just be honest. No, no. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I do sort of like Detroit in, in this spot a little bit, although I'm Dan Campbell gives me pause there. I'm not sure what kind mm -hmm. of a, a game manager he is. But, um, yeah, it's it, – should be a much more entertaining game, I think, than we were expecting, uh, you know, heading into the season. Seattle, Detroit as appointment television. Not on my bingo card for 2022. No, no I, um, that, that is fair. That is it'll fair. be a fun but game to watch. betting card. That's what matters. Yes. Bingo cards aside. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers are now one and two. They are still regardless six and a half point favorites as they travel to Houston. Houston's still winless on the season, but they've got a tie. So they're not the only team to have three losses. We'll save them for later in the show. 45 and a half is the number for this one, Pat. Uh, this feels like a get right game for the Chargers. Do you agree? I, I want to think so, Joe. I mean, like, what a difference. You think you're week. overthinking if you don't think that. I know that not, was a very complicated question I just asked. but Not really, because now, <laughs> like, we don't know what the status of, of 
Justin Herbert is, if he's mm-hmm. going to be okay. I guess he's going to play, but is he going to be 100%? Uh, J.C. Jackson is out. I think Joey Bosa got hurt in this game. Um, you know, I thought even though they lost in week two, I thought the Chargers looked like a war machine against the Chiefs. And if not for the, uh, you know, 99-yard interception return for yeah. a touchdown, they should have won that game Agreed. in enemy territory against the the team that is believed to be the team that you have to go through to get to the Super Bowl. And I thought the Chargers looked really impressive on both sides of the ball. And then they come out and get their doors blown off by the Jaguars. But obviously they've got a lot of injury issues to deal with. And, um, you know, the Texans have at least been plucky. I I know they're a doormat, but, uh, you know, they've they've been in games for the most part. So, like, I, I don't see necessarily any early value on the the chargers because they're just really hard to peg right now friedman is there early value in this game at all and do you think we're overthinking the state of the chargers versus the texans because if i asked you this question two weeks ago you'd think this is probably what nine this is like a smash game but all of a sudden we're at six here yeah let's look in the uh the preseason market this was around eight eight and a half and uh seven on the look ahead now six and a half i have this at seven but you know, like I'm, I would say I'm not baking in the worst case scenario for this team. And I don't think the worst case scenario is, you know, Justin Herbert out. I think he looked good enough last week to where you think he probably plays this week, but left tackle Rashawn Slater, he left with a biceps injury. There's no guarantee mm-hmm. he plays uh, center. Corey Lindsley was out. No guarantee. He comes back. Those are the two most important offensive linemen. All right. And so uh, a quarterback dealing with a rib injury with a, a all of a sudden uh, shaky offensive line in front of him, that's not good. And then, of course, missing uh, your two most important defenders, edge rusher Joey Bosa and cornerback J.C. Jackson, who was out last week. No guarantee he returns like, you know, maybe half of those guys miss this week. And then all of a sudden we're docking them another point, point and a half. Fair enough. Let's go to the next game here. The Tennessee Titans got back on track. So did the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are going to host the Titans here in week four. Minus three on the Colts side. These are the kind of games, those in-division games, too, that I just I run away from. Uh, I have very little faith in either of these rosters. And the line's not really telling you anything. They're giving you the basic. Yep, the home team's favored by three. Good luck. Uh, 43 and a half is the number here. If you like anything, potentially maybe the upset of the Titans plus 150 on the money line, you're getting a nice number there. Friedman, is there any early appeal on this in-division game? Uh, I think so. You know, there are still a few three and a halves in the market. Uh, I bet this on the look-ahead line at three and a half Tennessee. Um, I think if you can still find that out there, it's a bet MGM right now. It's uh, three in the rest of the market uh, or most of the, the books. I have this lined at three and a half. So uh, I think being able to get above the key number of three right there uh, provides not insignificant value. It's not a world of value, but like I, I think that's enough to bet it. How about you, Pat? Do you think there's enough here to get invested in early? Let's think back to the beginning of the season and where we assessed these teams as being. I think everyone thought the Colts were going to be an overwhelming favorite to win the division and that the Titans, despite being the number one seed in the AFC last year, were kind of a house of cards and had, uh, you know, lesser personnel than they had a a year ago. And um, I, I know that the, the, Colts shaky start probably has thrown some people off of uh, their trail. And certainly that tie against the Texans was bad. Now, maybe that week two loss to the Jaguars, not looking quite as bad as some people thought at the time. And then they had a, a 
get straight game against the Chiefs in week three. So I'm not quite back to feeling the Colts are as strong as they were before the season. But, um, you know, like before the, the year, I would have thought this would have been Colts minus six or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that line has been cut in half. Like, I like the Colts in this one. All right, let's see if you like anything in this next let, one. Let me push back. Oh, sure. Let me push back just a little bit. Sure. I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with the the thesis that Pat has there, but in the preseason market, this game was three. You know, it was. So, yeah, so it is basically right where the market thought it would be months ago, uh, and I feel like it kind of makes sense given the disappointment that we've had in both of these teams. Like they have both probably dropped equally in our estimation. Maybe, maybe not so much for you, Pat, but they have for me. Fair, fair enough. All right, let's move on to this next one. I know you're all super excited about this game. It's the Bears at the Giants. The Giants. We'll see what they do tonight. They are. 2-0 and as of this podcast recording. They are three-point favorites at home. 39-and-a-half is the number. Uh, do we jump potentially here, uh, Friedman, on the early 39-and-a-half uh, and go under on this one? You know, I'm not looking so much at the total here, but, I, I mean, I, I have to hate myself for doing this, but I actually like the Bears in this spot. I mean, Daniel Jones is a a – he's a bad quarterback in general. He's especially bad – in certain situations, bad at home, eight and 12 against the spread, bad as a favorite, two and five against the spread, bad as a home favorite, one and three against the spread. Like he, you bet on him on the road, you bet on him as an underdog and you fade him in the opposite situations. And the, the bears, like they're not good, but I like, I don't think that they are, they're not a bottom three team in the league. Like they are basically mm-hmm. in the same tier as the Giants in maybe a little bit better. Uh, I have this as a one and a half point game. So I will I will take the three given that it's a key number. All right. How about you, Pat? Your thoughts on this one? I would echo Friedman's assessment of the Bears. I think they're an undermanned but pretty well coached team. Um, it, it seems like they are maximizing their low talent level. Um, and I, I do not like... The instinct is to bet the under here with these two teams. I do not like betting unders in games with Daniel Jones because like the turnovers can give the other team a short field. Uh, You occasionally get the pick six with him. Like I I don't want to bet an under in a Daniel Jones game, even though I think Daniel Jones is is bad. So um, as tempted as I am to bet the under on a game with the Bears who are averaging 15 pass attempts a game through three weeks of the NFL season, uh, I'm just going to stay away from this game completely. That makes sense. I, I understand that. I, I still like the under here. I'm, I'm not ready to give too much credit there. Now, a game that three weeks ago might have been one that we just kind of completely shrugged off, all of a sudden now becomes maybe the most fascinating game on the week four slate, at least to me. The undefeated Eagles, 3-0 and at home, seven-point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars who came up another win. So after they shut out the Colts at home, they went out on the road and beat the Chargers, and now they're going to go travel to Philadelphia. Now, look, Philadelphia is going to be the best team they've played so far, but certainly the Jaguars have shown you a little bit more, I think, than a lot of people expected, especially in the early going. 47 is the number here, Pat, for this one. I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to upset, but can they hang? That's the question here, Pat, and will this number change between now and Sunday? I'll be interested to see if it changes, Joe, because I didn't think this was going to be a full touchdown for the Eagles. I thought it was going to be like six, six and a half. So uh, I do see a little early value on the Jags and maybe they're not getting quite enough credit. Um, 
as they should be for what they've done so far. I mean, this is a totally new team and maybe they had this level of talent all along and Urban Meyer just, uh, you know, drove the ship into the iceberg last year. Um, But like, they're impressive, man. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence looks like the guy we thought he was going to be coming out of Clemson, the guy who had Clemson in the national championship haunts Mm -hmm. pretty much every year he was there. So um, yeah, I'm very interested in the Jags at this price. I think Urban Meyer was the iceberg. Uh, Matthew Friedman, your thoughts on this game here, because this looks like one that might be appointment television. Yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome game. Uh, I have it right around where it is now. I believe I have it at 7.25. So, you know, in theory, I see some slight value on Philadelphia. Uh, I will say I've adjusted up uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, the Jags more than any other team in the Mm -hmm. league. I remember last week you talked about moving them up this on this very show. Yeah. So I, I continue to, to move them up, but I've also moved up Philadelphia, you know, cause <laughs> Philadelphia has also looked amazing. Uh, you know, think about where they are right now. Like it, it might be fair to say that like after I think green Bay is still ahead of them. Tampa Bay is still ahead of them. And maybe the Rams, maybe the Rams are still ahead of them in the NFC, but I mean, the Eagles are right there with those those other teams and so i've moved up the jags but i've also moved up the eagles so this was uh seven uh in the look ahead market last week uh i feel you know given what we saw out of both teams in week three it makes sense for this line still to be seven now Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today with BetMGM and use that promo code BETTINGPROS when you do, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, and don't forget to use that promo code BETTINGPROS. That's one word, BETTINGPROS, when you sign up today. Terms and conditions apply. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, and Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets on site. Credit free bets expire seven days from insurance. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada. Wyoming or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. And now, back to the action. From appointment television to light your DVR on fire, the New York Jets will be going to travel to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers this week. Uh, The Steelers are three and a half point favorites. 41 and a half is the number. If you like the Jets for the upset, it's plus 155 on the money line. Freeman, do you see anything in this game that you like? No, I have it at 3.75. This stay away. Run, run away. Pat Fitzmaurice, are you running from this game as well? Yeah, yeah. We don't have to talk about this one, Joe. Good. I mean, this I'm is glad. just a, an eyesore. <laughs> well, we got to mention every game. We don't have to talk about everyone. Arizona. Wait, uh, can I Can I ask, oh. actually, before we leave this one, sure. Joe, Friedman, do you think the return of Zach Wilson would do anything to this line? <laughs> I, I think it's probably already baked in. But to be honest, I think it, it makes it worse. 
for for the Jets. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was yeah. like, it might make it, it worse. Could. It could. <laughs> oh, good times. All right, let's go to Arizona, Carolina. Another game that might be an enigma. They're basically telling you it's a pick 'em here. We've got uh, Carolina one point favorites at home. So although they won a game, uh, Vegas is not impressed. But it's funny because. The, the least impressive thing to me is the Arizona Cardinal defense. <laughs> like that's the one thing to me where I just keep looking at it and going, yeah, like I, it's really hard for me to like the Cardinals on the road. Uh, but Vegas thinks they have a shot. I understand why it's not like Carolina has been a world beater. Uh, both these teams have one win so far. They're both one and two 44 and a half is the number Pat. What do you see here in this thing? If anything early on, and where do you think this one goes in terms of as the betting continues to come in throughout the week? I'll be fascinated to see if the Cardinals defense is actually capable of making Baker Mayfield look good. Um, Like I feel the Panthers should be a a slightly bigger favorite that this should be maybe one and a half or whatever. Like the Cardinals have been just so wretched so far. Um, And yet like Kyler Murray is the the far better quarterback in this matchup. And maybe that's going to keep the line down and maybe even bring it closer to a pick them. Um, but like, I, I tend to just like that Cardinal defense is just, uh, the Cardinals have so many issues. Uh, they do. Yeah. It, it's, it would be hard for me to get on board with the Cardinals here, even though I think they have a big quarterback advantage. Murray's not getting a lot of help to a ton no, of dropped no. passes in that game. Friedman. I mean, can, can this be the game where Murray kind of overcomes here a little bit and maybe just takes it all into his hands, literally, and figuratively and and actually this is a game where they go on the road win yeah so i bet carolina at plus three on the look ahead uh but now that we're here in week four i'm looking at this line and i'm thinking like you know what i'm pretty tempted to bet arizona plus one and a half and and try to middle this thing uh because (laughs) these are these are zigzag coaches right like you want to bet on cliff kingsbury as a road dog He's 14-3-2 against the spread mm, as a road dog. Really. And you want him bet against Matt Rule as a home favorite. He's 1-7 against the spread as a home favorite. You know? Uh, so you want to bet on these guys when they're underdogs, bet against them when they're favorites. Uh, I don't know. I have this at uh, 1.75 in favor of Arizona. And I will say there's a very decent chance that I haven't moved arizona down aggressively enough in my in my power ratings uh like so i know that might be a weakness of what i'm seeing in the number here but man like i just see this number and i want to bet on arizona and i will say like this was one and a half across the industry last night the only one and a half i see in the market now is at bet mgm so it it has moved a little bit towards arizona so i might grab the one and a half now New England's going to be grabbing at straws. They will not have Mac Jones for this game. Uh, nine and a half points they're giving up to the Packers on the road. 42 and a half is the over under. Uh, Freeman, would you bet this now before this number grows into double digits? Because it feels like it's going to. Talk to Fitz. I am betting the other game that we just talked about right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. We should call it the live bet look ahead from now on. That's what we should call this program. Uh, Fitz, how about you, buddy? What, what do you think about this? What do you think this number is going to go to double digits? Because I sure do. Yeah, obviously the implied total for New England is not very high in a game where they're nine and a half point dog and a, a total of what did we say? 42. So, uh, yeah. you know, the Vegas sees this as the rock fight that it is likely to be. Um, and like, the, the Patriots defense still respectable. 
And the Packers defense, I think, very good, as we saw yesterday against Tampa, even against, you know, a depleted wide receiver core. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this one feels about right. And, uh, you know, the Packers home field advantage is maybe worth a little more than other home field advantages. So um, uh, but then again, like they are uh, short on talent themselves at wide receiver. Uh, I, I don't know if they're capable of having uh dropping 30 points or, or maybe even you know 24 points on new england so um it's going to be low scoring and i i don't like betting a big favorite in a low scoring game so i'm probably just going to stay away from this one what do you think freeman do you think that the patriots offense keeps giving green bay more chances and maybe this total actually is more approachable than we realize because the ineffectiveness or inability maybe of doing England to move the chains uh, you know, I still like Green Bay very much in this spot. I have this line at 10. Uh, and so it is, I believe, maybe still eight and a half at one or two books out there, nine and a half. Oh, it's moved to nine and a half and then 10 at a lot of books. So if you can get it at nine and a half, uh, I mm-hmm. would still do that. Um, 10, I think, is is the exact right number. All right, let's go to Denver and Vegas. Vegas has yet to win a game. Uh, and Denver, although they won last night, I think we could all say if you stayed up and watched that game, everyone who did was a loser. Uh, that is now uh, at this point, Vegas is minus one at home, 45 and a half. That is the total on this one. Friedman, do you have any early thoughts on this contest? Can Vegas stay off going 0-4 and winless on the season? Is Denver the right team to give him the W? <laughs> uh, I can't imagine betting on Vegas in this spot. I just, I can't. I can't. Uh, maybe let me look and see if uh, I was okay. Good. I was going to check to see if this was one of the bets that Fitz was going to talk about later. <laughs> but no, I you know uh, Denver. Like I think they are they're starting to round into form a little bit. Like they played the 49ers very tough on Sunday night football. And I have Denver actually as a slight favorite here. And again, maybe this is because I'm slower to adjust my power ratings, but I don't think that we've seen anything out of Las Vegas that would make me think like, oh, I need to move them up the power rankings. All right, so Freeman, not a huge fan of Mac Hollins, obviously. So well, let's, let's talk to you, Fitz. Uh, do you see anything here? for the Raiders to get right here and stave off going 0-4. Yeah, I mean, I think this game is is winnable for them, although I do think, Friedman, there was something he wrote in a schedule analysis article earlier this year that made me uh, gave me a strong urge to immediately jump on the Raiders under their season win total, and that's already looking really good, so thanks, yeah, Friedman. Off to a good start there, Friedman. Thanks um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and... Boy, remember we thought every game in the AFC West was going to be a giant shootout with a total of 50 or more. And uh, uh, here we are. What What is it? 45 and a half for this one, Joe? Uh, yes. Yeah. 45 and, and, I, a half, yep. and I'm not at all attracted to the over in this one. <laughs> That's I fair. Mean, the, the, Den- the Denver offense is not looking great. So I do think Vegas could win this game, but uh, I'm not inclined to bet either the side or total. Now, Something you said before, Fitz, kind of sparked a question in me about this next game because Kansas City versus Tampa Bay, this was, you know, obviously going to be like a big primetime Sunday night football game. Everyone's really excited about. And these teams both seem to be kind of dragging themselves into this one. The You mentioned how the Chargers looked like they were beating the heck out of Kansas City and then obviously Kansas City turned things around there. Kansas City then goes and loses last week, obviously, to the Colts. Two and a half is the number here on the road against Tampa. The Tampa defense is very good. 47 is the total. 
Fitz, do you see any opportunity here where Tampa is actually the right side of this game to be on at the plus two and a half, despite all their shortcomings, but their defense playing as good as it has this year? Oh, man. Um, Tampa just... They did not look good offensively, uh, but nope. they do get they do get Mike Evans back. I mean, it was just right. a one game suspension, so that could help uh, quite a bit. The thing is, I feel like the Kansas City defense is actually pretty good, too, and maybe uh, a unit that doesn't get enough credit. And um, like I just I, I know that Kansas City offense has struggled, but we saw the Kansas City offense struggle early last year. And I feel like it's just a matter of time before Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes figure it out. So um kind of have a, a leaning toward Kansas City, a very slight leaning here, um, you know, not a strong feel on it. I want to I want to hear what Friedman thinks about this one. Friedman? I have this as a pick em. Uh And so okay. I am showing value on on Tampa Bay. Wow. Um, I don't I don't feel great about it, I have to say. But like this, this feels like a, a spot where I will probably I don't know if I will end up betting Tampa Bay because I've already bet the under for me like that feels like the bet um, because it's a similar situation to what we had uh, in week three with Tampa Bay and Green Bay, uh, mm-hmm. primarily driven by Tampa Bay. They've got a great <laughs> secondary, uh, so I think they will be able to challenge the Chiefs. The Chiefs have seemed desirous to lean more into the running game than they have in previous years and we know tampa bay is going to look to run the ball uh and tampa bay even when they're you know running the ball they're not doing it all that well and they're not throwing the ball that well because of their offensive line woes and wide receiver issues so you know 47 was the number that i i bet last night Uh, i'm not sure where it is now but uh where where is the the over under on this? Let's see. Uh, the over under on this one is forty seven right now. Yeah, from the yeah, forty seven. It's forty six and a half at Bet MGM. Like I think this will move down a little bit. Uh, so I, that is where I'm looking. Uh, if I had to take a side, it would be Tampa Bay. But I feel a little bit better about the under. All right, last one here. Monday Night Football. San Francisco hosting the Chargers. Now San Francisco had really owned the the excuse me San Francisco versus the Rams pardon me San Francisco's really owned the Rams up until the playoffs last year I think it was six straight wins so for whatever reason just like Jacksonville seems to have the number of the Colts seems like the same kind of thing for San Francisco and this is this feels like a trap to me Friedman where we see on Sunday Night Football San Francisco struggle offensively all this stuff and we go oh the Rams are going to crush Rams are going to crush and then the 49ers win Vegas seems very prepared for this notion though because the 49ers are actually one point favorite still in this game. How do you feel about this contest? 46 is the number. Yeah, I think it's it's worth, you know, looking at what we saw in the look ahead market. So this number was two and a half in the look ahead market. It opened at uh, at two uh, and is still two with some books, but now it is moving down to one and a half and one across the industry. So it is moving towards the Rams. Uh, I have San Francisco as only a slight favorite in this game. Uh, so I am on the Rams in this spot. And and Joey, as you mentioned, like there is that that trend, that matchup between uh, Shanahan and McVay. Shanahan is eight and three against the spread versus McVay. But, you know, like how much do you how much how much credit do you give that? You know, mm-hmm. like I do incorporate some of those head-to-head variables in my model, model my my spreadsheet. But you know, like I don't overweight it, uh, and so I still think that the Rams are are the better team uh, 
in general. Now this is played in San Francisco, so you give you know slight edge there, but it is just the slightest of edges. I have San Francisco as a quarter point favorite in this spot, so I still see value on the Rams. Last year, there was a lot more value here, especially on the San Francisco side, because the Rams were always pretty strong favorites, despite the fact that time and time again, they would lose this game. Seems to have caught up here. To me, that does not a whole lot of appeal in this one because the way it's set up already fits. Do you see it any differently? Um, so like Friedman, I, I see a little bit of value in the Rams and I thought I initially saw a lot of value in the Rams, but then I sort of remembered how the trends have gone in recent years. And, uh, you know, some of those games have not even been close. Like it, mm-hmm. we have seen Shanahan really had McVeigh's number, which, uh, you know, seems kind of strange. And boy, I mean, like for all the people who thought the benching of Trey Lance was an inevitability to hustle Jimmy G back in there. I think we've been given a pretty good reminder that Jimmy G is like a replacement level quarterback at best. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, even though Matthew Stafford will occasionally give the other team the ball very generously, I think there's a big quarterback advantage and a big offensive advantage right now for the Rams in this game. So, uh, you know, I am, I think I'm going to bet them. I think it's maybe not going to be uh, as quite as much as I thought initially. I, it might be more of a, a one-unit type of bet, um, considering the trends. But uh, I do see a little value on the Rams this week. All right. For, versus Fitz's whale play of like five units. That's right. <laughs> hey, with easy. Each, each unit being worth, uh, you know, with Abraham Lincoln's face on it. So, uh, <laughs> if you'd like to meet my friend George Washington, maybe he has something <laughs> to say about this conversation. All right, Pat, let's stick with you. What are your three favorite early bets of the week in week four? All right, we talked about Atlanta. Uh, I, I just don't think Cleveland should be a uh, three point favorite going into Atlanta. So, I'm going to take the Falcons in that one. Um, call me a sucker, Joe, but I'm, I'm a believer in the Jags. Uh, I like it. As as good as I feel about the Eagles and as much as I think that offense is just a ju- juggernaut, like I think the Jags can maybe keep them under control a little bit and uh, move the ball themselves. So I'm going to take the Jags and the touchdown. And, uh, you know, I'm going to totally, even though Friedman tried to steer me in a different way, like I still think the Colts are a value at minus three against the Titans. I just think they're a, a much better team. All right, he's got his blinders on for that one. Friedman, what are your three favorite early look-ahead bets for you? Yeah, I mean, given that we've seen line movement, what I put in the outline is probably not what I'm going to go with, but I will say, uh, man, it feels disgusting. Arizona, uh, at plus one and a half, just uh, I, I do not believe in Carolina. I still think Arizona is markedly better. So I will go Arizona plus one and a half on the road in Carolina. Uh, I do like the under of 47 in uh green bay and uh no sorry kansas city and tampa bay uh and then i will for the fifth uh sorry for the third one i will probably still go with uh the rams the rams uh plus two uh against the 49ers on the road i will still go with the rams okay there you have it that's the early look ahead for week four if you need more coverage make sure you stick around with us here at betting pros on the youtube channel subscribe to betting pros on youtube click the bell for notifications and have yourself some fun go over to sleeper.app slash betting pros you'll get a hundred dollar deposit match when you use that promo code betting pros that's one word betting pros at sleeper.app slash betting pros check it out go play the over under game Go play it with your friends and hang out just like I have fun here with my friends every single Monday morning talking about the week ahead. Hope you enjoyed the show and come back again for more BP content. That'll do it for us. 
But the story of the game goes on. For Pat and Matt, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.